have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Howdy, folks. This is Willard Wingnut. And I'm sure we've all heard the same expression. A woman works from sun till sun, but a voiceover works from noon till one. And I thought, hey, I want to be one of them. So I decided to get some lessons in voice acting. And of course, what I did was looked up the best voiceover coach I could possibly find, which was Elise Bowman. So basically, this is what I sounded like six months ago. But today, I sound like this. I begin every sentence with, in a world. In a world where there were a million mediocre voiceover coaches. Where they were like lukewarm roller dogs at 7-Eleven. There was one that stood out head and shoulders above the rest. The one and only Elise Bowman. And she can coach you too. Go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. And you can become a voiceover too. Now back to my regular voice. That's right. She's like magic, so check her out. And if you have half as much fun as she does, well, she'll have twice as much fun as you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Come on in, get situated. We got another awesome episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast with me, Flynn Hendricks. Guys, I am excited to be back with you again. There are so many things going on right now that I can't even keep up with. Um, I can tell you one thing right now that's got me really excited because our guest today is going to be one of our first in-studio guests on the new podcast, Tales from the Haunt, with myself and Jeff when that la- when that launches. So, spoiler alert, a physical studio is being built so that we can start having in-person interviews, and those will also happen for this podcast. So I am very excited about that. But before we get started today, I just want to thank our sponsors again. I want to thank Elise Bowman for everything she does to help this show out. I want to thank you guys for continuously tuning in. For all the support you guys give us, following us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're checking us out for podcasts, you're finding us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. We're everywhere, guys. So if you're not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Get subscribed. Go back in the archives. Listen to Season 1. Get caught up in Season 2. I've got awesome guests coming from left and right, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. So go back in. Get subscribed. Get caught up. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review because it helps out more than you know. And share this with your family and friends, and I can't tell you how much I will appreciate it if you do. But now that we got all that out of the way, here comes the fun part. Today's guest is somebody that, gosh, I've met him multiple times before we actually got formally introduced. There's even a picture of him giving me the cold shoulder that we'll have uh, before this show comes out. But um, he's somebody that kind of, he took all of us new actors this season at Nashville Nightmare under his wing. He basically welcomed us with open arms. He became like a big brother and he, I'll be honest, he's gone viral on TikTok. I still don't know how TikTok works, but he is a social media sensation if you follow Yuck Yuck the Clown, if you've been to Nashville Nightmare, you know what I'm talking about. Guys, it is my honor to have on the show tonight, Jeremy Spray. Jeremy, how are you, man? Hey, man, I'm doing well. How are you, buddy? Dude, I am good. Better than I deserve. Um, man, trying to make it through all that without getting tongue-tied, that was a bit of a, a, bit of a workout right there. <laughs> you killed it, dude. Thank you, thank you. So, dude, I appreciate yeah. you being on here tonight, and... Just like our guest last week with AC, whom you know, um, we're keeping the oh, haunt. Yeah. We're keeping the haunt train going a little bit, doing a little bit of a teaser for what's to come with the new podcast. So, I'm just I'm grateful for you being on here. Oh man, I'm sincerely grateful for you asking me, man. It really means a lot. Oh, dude, it, it was my pleasure more than anything else. And like, just 
I know the listeners right now can't see it. Maybe we'll release a clip down the road when I feel more tech savvy and comfortable doing so. But just looking at the wall behind you, looking at all the artwork that you yourself did and just everything like I want to get into the art. I want to get into the haunt. Like I want to get into so much stuff here. So before I get too like off on a tangent, let's let's back it up to the beginning, dude, and tell me like where all of these creative interests came in into your life. Oh man. Okay, well, when you say creative, I immediately go to Halloween. Yes, okay. That's a big, that's, that's a big part of, of why I love the holiday. I love that time of year. Absolutely. Um, it takes me back, man. It takes me back to when I think I was probably four or five. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a mom in a shopping mall. And I lost her. She couldn't find her. She was with oh. my grandmother, and they couldn't find me. Um, and it turns out, dude, they had found me when – uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. They there was a Walmart in this shopping mall, and they were looking through Walmart, and I was in a Halloween costume aisle, just there looking at Halloween stuff. Gotcha. Then, yeah, dude. And like, I, I don't know. I, I I think what I love most about it was the creativity, and that just sparked. Yeah. So many things. Uh, I grew up always drawing. I took art lessons. Uh, Same here. Things been playing drums since I was five years old. Uh, so I think it's just always kind of there, man. Absolutely. And then, see, I forgot to even mention the musical part of it. I completely blanked yeah. out on the drums, like another another musical guy like myself, too. So that's even better. But so, like, when your mom and grandma found you, like, just mesmerized in the costume and the Halloween stuff, like, were yeah. they supportive of that? Like, did they see an artistic outlet there? Or were they kind of like, what's going on here? You know, like, how well, was this that? Guy's weird, no. <laughs> cool dude like they were totally cool actually i won a couple of uh custom contests and oh nice one year i was a mummy and my mom actually stayed up and she had got an old sheet and she cut strips in the sheet and we got up early in the morning and she wrapped me up nice they totally supported that and my dad would pick me up from art lessons every week and and that sort of thing and i would kill my mom playing drums you know, all the time in the house, but she never complained. Like, they were always very supportive of that side of things. Absolutely, man. I love hearing that too. Like, I love how supportive they were of it. Now, did they have any artistic background themselves, or was that something um, that you kind of started well, with? As far as the drawing side, art side, no, that was pretty much me. But the music side, now my dad plays drums mm-hmm. and loves music, and uh, I got kind of got that from him. But also on my mom's side. I believe it's my great-grandmother, uh, was a songwriter, wrote a couple of big songs, one recorded by Hank Williams. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then her dad was into music and and, and uh, played and that sort of thing. So I kind of have it, I guess, from both sides. Yeah. But the music side is, is what I mean. Wow, that's uh, awesome. So it's pretty cool, man. And I'm guessing your family was kind of based out of Nashville. If she was, you know, she wrote a song for Hank Williams too. Yeah, well, we're about an hour south. Okay. About an hour south of Nashville. But yeah. Gotcha, close, gotcha. Close so they would meet in between. And that nice. Sort of now, did you ever get to like have any of these introductions with any of these famous singers or anything? No, while never ever. Oh man. I just heard cool stories, man. Right, right. So, so as you. As you got older, as you started, you know, like taking more of the art lessons and everything, you got further into music. Like, did you kind of start finding that was like where you found your fulfillment, or were you just kind of like doing things to pass the time until you could express yourself through the music or through the art? You know, like what was that oh, dude, like? That's a, good, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I will be real. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I uh, was a little bit. I enjoyed the artsy side. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing, but I think a little bit of me was kind of scared of it when I was younger. Yep. And I took a safer route. Um, as far, where am I going with that? As far as like life choices and where I'm going to yeah. go to college, I'm in business, and I'm I understand do, that. You know, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm a, you know, but I always wanted to be a drummer in the band, and like the high school band. Yeah. I wasn't. You know, I played sports, which I love sports, and I'm not doubting that at all. Right, right. I had super cool experiences through sports and all that sort of thing. Until I got older, mm-hmm. I really discovered or rediscovered yeah. the art the art side 
of me. It was always there, but it was kind of like hidden. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And two, I mean, like we're we're pretty similar in age too. And it's like, you know, like from growing up, a lot of the artistic stuff wasn't really encouraged like it is now, especially not from a lot of adults or teachers. It was more of like, you know, if you got caught drawn in math class, put the pencil down or get back to work or whatever it was or. Absolutely. And I'm not, I was told by a family member, I'm not going to say who, but I was told by a family member when I was young. They, they said, hey, what do you want to do when you get older? And I said, I want to be an artist. And this person said, oh, well, you know, artists really don't make any money until they die, until they get older, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cool, well, thanks for telling know, me. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I think they meant well and all that. I'm not bad-mouthing them. It was just one of those things. Yeah, and it's that's that's one of those things I've talked about with former guests on the show too, where it's like they come to you from a place of caring and they do mean well, but it's just the way that it comes across or the way that it's worded comes across so negatively that it can't help but make us defensive because most artistic people tend to be a little bit more self-deprecating and defensive of what they enjoy anyway. So, sure. you know, if you hear something that's not as supportive, your your red flags and your defenses automatically go up. So Dude, Absolutely. And, and the vulnerability, I think, that art produces. In yes. Person, like, you're putting yourself out there, man. Absolutely. Like, you're writing a song. I'm playing drums. I do this art. I'm like, this is me. This is what I created. This is my heart. Uh, I hope you like it. Dude. Right, okay. right. So I can see how it can be perceived you know, in a negative light by, by some. So. Absolutely. And I mean, like, just looking at the wall right now, and then I've seen some of your yeah. work around Nashville <laughs> yeah. Nightmare as well. Like, And then I've even yeah. seen some of the stuff you've posted on social media. And, mm-hmm. like, you've done performances, you know, on the drums and everything. When you have your stuff out there like that, or you're doing those performances, are you, like you were just saying, like, here it is, you know, like putting yourself out there kind of in that vulnerability state. Do you think of that? Is that in the back of your mind as you're doing all this? Or are you just so in the moment that you're enjoying it and that you just don't even focus on something like that? I think it's both, man. I, I it, The vulnerability, all that sort of thing used to bother me more. Now it's more like I don't care in, in, in right. a healthy way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that like I, I don't – I mean I don't care. This is – I'm trying to express myself and – and like a little side tangent, so yeah. I don't mean to jump the gun too. Oh, no, you're but, fine. Um, you know, when I post that stuff, when I do those things, mm-hmm. there's a in my heart. I'm not thinking about the vulnerability necessarily. I'm not thinking about. I guess I am thinking about it a little bit. Oh man, this was really cool. This was fun. But even more so, I'm trying to think of. Man, I'm doing this, and so I want what I put out there to inspire other people. Yes. To follow their passions, to follow their hearts, absolutely to follow things that, and you know, in my opinion, that God has blessed us with, absolutely. And I, that's a big reason I don't always think about that, but I want to always think about that. Yeah, <laughs> and put it out there, and that's what I hope. No matter your age, no matter what you do, right? I hope that it shows people that yes, I paint scary clowns, or I'm playing drums and whatever. Like, you can do it, too, because I'm just a normal person. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think, like, hearing you say that, that's one of the reasons that I even wanted to start this podcast is because whether it's, you know, somebody like us or somebody that we grew up watching on TV, like, everybody is human. Everybody had these same experiences or these same struggles. And like you said, we're human. It's not too late to follow your dreams because some of these people didn't start this stuff until they were in their mid to late 30s or whatever it may be. So it's never too late to, you know, to follow that passion Absolutely. if you rediscover it. So Absolutely. I completely agree. Oh man, I completely agree with that. So with the with the musical background and everything, is that kind of how you met your wife or was like how did that happen or did did you already know that she had a musical background when y'all met? Like walk me through all that. Dude, I did not know that. Let's see, I knew her. She's 10 years younger than me. Okay. And we went to the same church, and I knew of her just through that, but yeah. didn't think much about it because she was 10 years younger. I was just like, oh, cool, that's fine. She's really nice. And cool right, and right. Um, but what happened was it was somewhat musically related because uh, I played drums, of course, and uh, she sang. I didn't know she sang at the time, but the youth minister at the church where we went was getting married. Okay. And he put a band together, and he asked me to play drums, and he asked Fane to sing. And... um 
you know, we rehearsed and all that stuff together. And we actually became really good friends prior to anything. Yeah. I did not have any feelings whatsoever. Right, right. Uh, and it developed over that summer. I remember it developed over that summer into stuff. And just to be real candid, dude, I was like, she's 10 years younger. I cannot be having these feelings. Like, she's in high school, and this is not cool. I can't be doing this. Right, right, right. Um, so we had a little bump in the road there. But that's kind of, I'm sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent. No, you're fine, you're fine. I'm sorry, man. That's how it started. You're good. So as as that happened, and you know, like, as y'all got older, and things did progress, and y'all became really, you know, involved with each other, how did you navigate, like, the family dynamic, like, especially because, you know, like, I've, I've been the older guy dating the younger girl, and, you know, like, sometimes, like, you meet the dad, and the dad's very protective and everything, like, how did you navigate a situation like that? Because, I mean, like, you're one of the most straight-up dudes I know, but, like, that age difference, like, everybody hears that, and it's like, uh-oh, you know, like, right. what's going on here? But then it's like, as you get older, you start to realize that, you know, like, sometimes age is just a number when you're, like, in your 20s and 30s, and if you find sure. that right person, it's meant to be, so. Yeah, absolutely, man. What's funny is that I probably, I'm going to be honest, I probably had the hardest I probably was the worst critic of myself in that whole situation because I remember her mom talking to my mom, Faye and I, uh, after the, after that church gig, after the wedding, we ran a band together later on that summer with with some friends in our hometown Yeah, and they were at the show. Our parents were at the show, my mom and her mom. And this is like when me and Faye were kind of together, but not, and it was weird and she, I think her mom said something to my mom about, I think there's something there. Um, and they were both cool with it. Yeah. Like, things that, there was no issue. Like, they were both, like, everybody was on board probably except me. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, like. I get they it. Were, they were super cool with it. Yeah. So, I was, you know. I, I mean, nice. dude, we're our, we're our own worst critics. We're like. You know, like we see things that probably don't even exist in ourselves, and we put it under a magnifying glass. But yeah, what what was it that eventually like broke you out of that mindset and helped you realize like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be? Yeah, good question, dude. When she honestly, when she went to college, mm-hmm. um, it just like lifted a burden off of me. It just, it, you know, because she was sixteen, seventeen years old, and I was like twenty seven. Right, <laughs> right. Not cool. But when she went to college and, and, and that sort of thing, man, it just really made things a lot easier. Nice, nice. And you guys are going on how many years now? 11. 11. 11 in October. Wow, man, still going strong. And that's, it's so weird to say, but man, that's such a rarity these days too. But like that just solidifies that there was something there. So, I mean, like the world works in mysterious ways to pull these people together. But, you know, if you just, once you let things flow and progress how they should, man, like it's a magical thing. Dude, it's, it's so so cheesy, but it's amazing, man. Like she is my best friend. Like I absolutely, love her. I honestly, tell her this all the time. Like I love her more each day. I really do. And that's, I mean, that's something that like every relationship needs to have, whether it's you know like boyfriend girlfriend progressing into engagement, into marriage, or even marriage every day, because you can't you can't stop that chase. Because if you do, things just go straight downhill. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, which. Speaking of, too, like just seeing all the social media posts and how supportive you are of her, she started off on her own venture, too, um, bringing music back into everything. What's it like for you as her husband to see her pursuing and succeeding at her dreams and just like making these leaps and bounds? Like, what's that like for you? Oh, it's amazing, man. I seriously, I'm her biggest fan. I try to support her as much as as I can. Absolutely as much as possible. That was actually, I can't remember the words exactly, but that was in our vows was about, uh, something about passions or supporting each other and yeah. what they want to do and that sort of thing. There was something like that in our vows. Uh, and she started on this journey where well, she's always been a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to get, not to get too deep, but she hit a little hiccup, I think in college and was this thing. She wasn't going to sing and went through some, went through some voice things and, yeah. Anyway, she came back. She came back out of that two or three years ago, man. And she's hard. Like she recently some music. Um, she's trying to get some gigs booked for next week for next year. She's gonna have several releases coming out next year. Very nice. Um, and I just try to be there 
support her, man. I really, if we can make it work, I try to support her because as working with you at the haunted house, I mean, she's always like, go do your thing. Yeah. I'm here for you. And I, I, dude, I try to love her in the exact same way. Absolutely. And just because you mentioned the haunted house now, I know you brought her around this season and introduced her to everybody was, what was her first experience to the high? I know I'm jumping the gun now, but like when you told her like about the scare acting and working at Nashville nightmare, like did she have any idea what all that entailed? Like being, you know, like the spouse of a scare actor. Does she know about any of that that was going on? (laughs) Dude, not at all. Like (laughs) I got a funny story. Okay. Quick story. Yes, sir. We first started dating, man. Like, of course, I'm like Halloween guy. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We weren't dating. When we first started hanging out, like that summer during the wedding, we were all friends. And, you know, uh, summer went by. And, of course, fall is coming up. October's coming up. And I'm like, y'all, it's haunted house season. We got to go. And Faye just hates haunted houses. She hates them. (laughs) She loves Halloween and all that stuff. And she loves scary movies and all that. But she cannot stand haunted houses, dude. Same with my wife. She can't separate it, you know? Yeah. Separate the acting from the, you know, real or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and man, that I remember she told me later, we went to, like, at least every Friday and Saturday night for October, we were going to a different haunted house. And she nice. went every time. And she told me later, like, even at one point, she talked about maybe she didn't, but she had entertained the thought of taking a volume or something just to get through the haunted yeah. house just so we could be together. Like, it was like crazy and there was one haunted house in nashville here we were in one and she couldn't make it through she got through oh, and man. i had to get freddy krueger to come out and he was like you know you're gonna lose your uh you know you're gonna waste your money she's like it's okay i don't care i gotta get out of here so anyway t- took her out of the haunted house but um but i'm sorry but to go back she my, my point being she does not like haunted houses. yeah and uh but she's fully supportive and yeah she uh I come home with stories, as you know. Oh, I yeah. I come home with stories to her every weekend about stuff I've experienced or oh, or anything like that. But she's been super supportive with that stuff, man. Absolutely. So that, that's kind of my segue right there to transition into, uh, you know, into the scare acting and everything. So, like, yeah. I, I know you didn't always, like, you didn't start as Yuck Yuck. You started as an in-house actor and progressed yeah. out to that. So tell me more about that story, and then I want to get to like the peak of the mountain with the magic tricks because like Ooh. I've I've seen the stuff you do, and I don't know how you do it. So <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to know like where you learned to do that, and what piqued your mind yeah. and your interest with that too. Right, right. Um, so it started off like I said, I've always loved Halloween. Yeah, since I got in the mall, <laughs> and uh, the haunted houses. I'd been going to haunted houses for a long time mm-hmm. uh, for several years and man i i'm always up for uh like we were talking about earlier about um going after your passions yeah um trying to live that way and try new things and and that sort of thing and I, i'm really big and like challenging myself with different goals and goal oriented yeah and man one day i thought i've been the national nightmare several times as an actor i mean as a customer and i thought I wonder if I can do that. I wonder if I can act. And then um, I thought, man, just go try. I mean, you live once, just like you're doing your art. You only live once playing drums. You only live once. Go do it. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm gonna try to act. And dude, I didn't know a soul. I just filled out an application. Same here. And dude, didn't know anybody. Just walked up, Jamie Lee. You know? Oh yeah. Our boy, our boy Jamie Lee. And love um, that man. I do too. He's awesome. And <laughs> that first time, instead of auditioning, they said you can audition or they had the zombie, what is it? Uh, laser tag thing that, yeah. that, that year. So they said you can do that or you can act as a zombie and we'll see how you do through that. So I was a zombie at first. Okay. Did that and they seemed to enjoy it. So they brought me back during the season. And uh, my first character inside was, a big old football guy that, that that's had it, yeah. Football in his chest. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I was I was that actor, and that's kind of how I got started. Uh, I can remember um, asking questions about how to do this, how to do that, what's preferable acting this way. Right, Excuse right. And, uh, that sort of thing, and played another role during, during the Valentine's event, playing another guy inside, like a butler guy. 
playing different things um, until I ended up um, going outside. They tried me outside because actually working inside, I couldn't do it too often because of the dust and the, and the fog. Oh, that's right. I that remember you really telling me bad, that. Yeah. Really bad allergy. So they're like, we'll just stick you out here. And that progressed, man. Like they just on a whim was like, yeah, you can do that. And I said, well, I have these masks. I can create this. Like, yeah, just give it a try. And it just kind of, progressed to the character now just over the years absolutely and like so what were some of the characters that you did outside was it always clown based or were you different yeah. ones because i know like i think i switched to like three different characters this season mm-hmm. so like, i know you wear a lot of hats outside so i'm just curious as to sure. what like your starting point was sure most the first time i was out there i just had this old ratty like clown mask that i had painted on and stuff yeah so i was this kind of woodsy clown guy with this axe kind of thing first mm-hmm um, and then I've played a couple of different roles. I was like a vampire hunter one year uh, and something else, but it wasn't too. Let's see, how long have I been in Yuck Yuck? It's probably been five. I know at four. least since 2016, because that's what that was the year that the infamous cold shoulder picture happened. Yeah. Uh, so that was so, at least 2016. Right. So I've I've been that clown. You know, since wow. then. that was probably that was probably the first year. Absolutely, and I mean, like, just some of the things you've done especially that I've seen you do this season, you know, like you brought the, uh, the marching snare out there. Like you played drums, you did magic tricks. Like you, like people would come specifically just to see you, which is awesome. (laughs) So like, what is something like that? What does something like that mean to you? And like, you see all the videos on Instagram, on TikTok. Like, like I said, you even had one that had over 30,000 views, I think in one night. It's like yeah, it was crazy. How man. do you how do you process things like that? Oh, dude, I was honestly I didn't know how to process it. I was honestly kind of ecstatic. Like yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know. This year, man, it, it's the, the people that come out there to see us. Man, they've been so. I, it was a good year for that sort of thing. Uh, just so grateful. For Absolutely, that. Oh, and that maybe the small one percent that that we could inspire. Yeah. You know, we can scare them, but like in the long, the the, the, the underlying theme for me anyway is to inspire them and to, that they can do their thing and they can do their craft, their art. And man, this year I had a, a good friend of mine that I had met, is it last year, maybe a couple of years ago that I had met at the haunt, just this customer that comes through, dude. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting, we would get, get to chatting just about different, nothing personal, anything like that. Just, yeah. Coming to see you tonight, la, 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 la. just really nice, cool friend. And they ended up bringing me a bringing. You might have seen it, a painting that they had painted of Yuck Yuck this year. Oh no, I didn't get to see that, but that's yeah, awesome, it super, dude. It was like I don't mean that bragging wise. I mean, yeah, that, that was super cool. It's a humbling thing for sure. Oh, humbling, man, and like like almost like cry tear up thing, you know? Yeah, it was this painting. Actually, you'll see the painting. Well, I know people can't see this, but. Oh, I see it, man. That is awesome. And I see our Q-line pictures over there, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, amazing. Yeah, I know people can't see that, but it, it's a it's a painting of Yuck Yuck like in a, in a jack-in-the-box. Nice. So that was really cool. And I had a couple other people, man. You might have seen the bracelets. Yeah. These, these girl, the girls this girl had made, and they had necklaces and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. It was just, like, super humbling and super cool. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just hope I can reach more people for for, for better for the yeah, good. Yeah. Absolutely, know? man. I mean, it's like you just you see how people gravitate towards you out there and it's like man, like you just like you see what you're doing and it's like I don't want to I don't know the best way is like the act never gets stale. Like there's always something new and it's like it keeps going to that next level and I think like how involved and how engaged you are comes across sure. so clearly that people just like they gravitate towards it. Yeah, man, I try to. Every year I try to think of something a little bit different mm-hmm. um, that I think would just help people have a good time. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I like to scare and that sort of thing, but I'm not like, I'm going to kill you scary guy. Yeah. I'm more of like a prank, fun, let's hang out, let's yep. do some cool tricks kind of deal. Absolutely. Know? That's, that's where I like to approach it. So what, uh, like, 
how did you eventually progress to what Yuck Yuck is now? Because, and I know we'll get more into that on the other podcast too, but like you said, you started as like, you know, kind of like the backwoods ratty clown and it evolved to what you are now. Like, what was that progression like? Or were the wheels just always turning and trying things out? Let me tell you, the turning point was the magic trick, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I've always loved magic. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it much. I, I just do it every now and then. Um, but what what it, I wanted to incorporate that because I found that I first tried that with the woodsy guy, mm-hmm. and while it worked fine, I mean, I started out with the with the woodsy clown character, and I had the same little uh, the little red noses that I used yeah. for magic tricks. I had those in my pocket because I was giving those to little kids if they were scared. Um, just like, hey, you look like me. Uh, they won't scare you and stuff like that just to try to ease Right, right, right. And man, I, I started using those as magic tricks and it evolved. And then I thought, man, this is weird for like some woodsy guy to do magic tricks. Yeah, uh, I get maybe it. Maybe that's fine, but I was like, it doesn't jive in my mind. So I needed more of a traditional classic clown. Absolutely. Uh, maybe that had polka dots and red hair and, and this sort of thing. And so I ended up, getting this mask and getting it kind of custom made a little bit and creating my, my look, Mm -hmm. picking the red color and, and that sort of thing. And that, that kind of opened up that door to go from once I learned in the haunt and and the haunt and and haunting that it's not always, because this was the early lesson for me. It's not always or very rarely for me about scaring and being gross and, you know, yeah, always trying to like, like you're going to kill somebody or something. It was more about just energy. And so yes. I thought, man, these magic tricks go over really well. I want the better facade, a better, better character. Absolutely, that it makes more sense in my mind. And so that's kind of how that progressed. I gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> it, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And like, I just love too how like you were still so involved, and you know, like it's something that I learned with wrestling. I know Jermaine learned with wrestling as well. You know, it's like. If you, if it doesn't jive in your mind, you're going to have a hard time portraying it to a larger audience and they're going to have a hard time buying into it if you don't buy into it. Oh, so sure. I love how aware you were with that and you just like you were determined to make it something that works. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. But in saying all that too, kind of like going back into everything, you've mentioned art, you've mentioned music, but did you have any previous acting experience before you did any of this, or was it absolutely. all just learning on the fly? Uh, dude, absolutely. Whew, that's not. impressive. It's just happened, to be honest with you. I got gotcha. you. It's weird. Okay, it's weird. This is a personal thing. Um, I am, I don't know if people keep up with Enneagrams and like Myers Briggs and all that stuff, but I am uh, on the introvert scale, like off the page. Yeah. And, uh, I understand it. Enneagram one, so I'm like kind of be reserved, very like perfectionism, mm-hmm. really planned out kind of kind of guy. Yep, uh, right so there with you. I, and so people that I tell them, they're like, "Wait, you're like you're working on a house? That's weird, you know?" Because that's not usually my personality. But anyway, um, I think what helped me with the acting thing, apparently, I guess some of that was in me, like the artsy, crafty, creative side, mm-hmm. probably coming out. But what helps me is putting the mask on. Yes. It's like nobody can see me like I'm hiding kind of. Mhm. And it's weird weirdly enough it's the same way with drums. I don't know if I could do it if I wasn't kind of behind the singer. That it's, makes it's, sense it's, because it's, it's like thing, man. the spotlight is on you but it's it technically is. not on you. But not. Like, right, I right. It's it. But I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know? It's a weird way to describe it, but I mean, like, that's that's the best way to say it. But it's like, with, with the mask, too, I know from experience, it's like, it, the harder you try to not give into a character under a mask, like, the harder things just get overall. So yes. it's an easy way to escape yeah. when you're not, like, putting yourself out there and people know that it's you. Sure, sure. It's it's crazy, dude. It's And I, I wasn't expecting that to happen. Right. Like, I, I had never acted. I didn't know. I had no idea what was what. Man, that's amazing. Uh, and that just happened. I was like, okay. So I just kind of went with it, and it just developed over the years, man. Yep. So I got to ask, because this was my first year kind of like doing anything like mask-related. When you get one of those like 10, 15, 20-pound masks, especially a brand new one on, and it's yeah. just like squeezing your head, like what is that <laughs> like for you 
getting used to that the first couple times. Dude, <laughs> it was crazy, especially last year, man, during COVID times. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we're still in COVID times, I guess. Yep. But last year was like you know big time, and we had I, we had to wear a mask. Yes, like you had makeup on. You know, you wear a mask and they do makeup from your nose up or whatever. But but if we were outside, if we had a mask, we had to wear something underneath the mask to cover our mouth. Right, right. So I painted a mask and put it on the outside of my of my mask of the yuck yuck mask. Nice, because I wanted it. I painted a smiley face on it. And so I also wanted to be like the customers to say, you guys are wearing a mask, well, I am too. Right, right. That was kind of my mindset. I love Dude, that. you talk about having that on, plus the mask, on top of the mask. Man. Dude, it's crazy. But, like, even that, like, this is going to be gross, but, like, sweat. I'm sure all, everybody knows this, but that, that act like this. But sweat pulls up in your ears. Yes. It just gets everywhere, man. Same this year. I mean, it yep. just happens. Yeah, I know that that first one, if I'd bend over to, like, grab my water bottle, I'd just feel it all go into the chin, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. ah. It's so, dude, it's crazy. But, man, like, just, just speaking uh, about COVID and everything, kind of, I brought yeah. it up with AC last week. Like, what have these last two years been like? Because I know, like, this year was my first year, but – Hearing everybody say like it wasn't a usual like haunt season, like it just kind of felt like it had its it had more speed bumps than it normally would. Like, what have these last two years with the pandemic being a thing been like as a scare actor for you? Like, what differences have you noticed outside of like the masks and so, six feet social distancing and everything? Yeah, that, I was gonna say that's probably the biggest thing for me. Um, because I, my character, I like to, which I guess we all do outside, but can be so interactive yeah. with a lot of customers, and especially last year, it was very uh, interesting, you know, trying to do magic tricks from afar, mm-hmm. and we all had to take pictures, but we had to like say, hey, sorry, we have to be six feet away from you, yeah, and, and that sort of thing. That was, uh, I don't know, especially at the beginning, it was challenging to, to, to try to learn how to navigate that, because as you know also... There's not a set thing. When you're outside, you're improv you're Yes. Whatever is hitting you, coming at you, you have to react. Yeah. So that you add the COVID stuff on top of that. It was pretty interesting, man. Yeah. And I think, like, one of the biggest things I caught on to, and especially, like, I think the actors, I heard the actors saying it, too, is, like, it just seemed like anybody that came, for the most part, like, we did have some difficult customers here and there, but it seemed sure. like everybody that came was really just happy to be back out doing something and feeling like they were, like, doing something normal again. So they were there to have fun and be entertained more than anything else. So that made it fun for us. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, absolutely. I know a lot of them, I'm sure, because we, we had a lot much higher numbers this past year. Oh, yeah. And I think it was probably a lot of it, or some of it was due, you know, because of the past couple of years they haven't been able to get out and do their thing. Absolutely. So while we're still on the haunt subject, too, like, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of it, but, you know, like, you painted the ice cream truck that's right in the middle, like, right out in front of the clown, you know, of the clown area of the haunt. So, like, how many people, like, on staff or, like, even, uh, you know, like, people that paid to come in, like, how many knew that you did that or knew that that was, like, uh, something that Yuck Yuck contributed to everything? Like, how did did anybody know about that? Uh, The people that, that what on staff? Yeah, anybody on staff or any like anybody that would come specifically to see you, did they know that you uh, contributed to that? I don't know if too many people knew about that. I knew, you know, the main uh, our, our main the main guys on staff knew about yeah. it, of course. But but especially the customers, like nobody knew that. I would this year I would walk by it and I'd be like, oh yeah, look at there. I say, oh that's me. Hey, look, I painted that. And they're like, what? You painted? Well, you what? Yeah. I what are you think. Talking about? Um, but no, man, I don't guess many people knew about that. I don't guess they know that side. It took, I'll be honest, it took me, because I'd see it every day, because that's where we kept our bags, that's where we kept our water yeah. bottles. I'd see the name on the bottom, I'd see spray, I'm like, huh, okay. And then it's like, if I, like two weeks later, it's like, <laughs> oh, he painted that. Like, oh, that guy. Th- now it makes sense. Like, I can't believe it took that long to figure out, but it's like. Yeah, that truck. Yeah, dude, that's the first truck I've ever painted. Like, really? Like, anything big. Besides this wall, you know, man, it's something like a bigger thing that I've ever done. And uh, but I was thankful for Brad and, and and Jinx and them and Logan for, I guess, uh, 
having the trust in me to do something like that. So. Absolutely, man. And hopefully there's going to be more of that coming down the road because, I mean, like, it's oh, yeah. it's such a unique thing. Like, every time I would walk in, that's where my eyes automatically gravitated towards. So it's like, you know, hopefully we can get more original things like that in there because it's like, it's another thing that's a good picture opportunity that you'll see more popping up on social sure. media, too. I know. I've seen that, too. And I thought, oh, that's cool, you know. Plus, it's a good place to hide a chainsaw, but don't tell my wife that. So Yeah, what are we talking about, huh? Oh, no, no, she <laughs> loves chainsaws. Anyway. <laughs> so, dude, like with uh, – I know as we're recording this right now, we've got uh, we've got the Krampus season coming up because, spoiler alert, I do record episodes early. But, uh, yeah. you know, when we're not in the – when we're not in the full-on hot season and we have maybe the little one-off events here and they're like, what are you doing – in between time, I know you've got art, you play the drums, you're supporting Fane, but like, what else do you do to fulfill your time and, you know, like just keep yourself engaged, keep your batteries recharged? What are you doing? Man, a big thing that has helped me lately uh, is exercise, is working out. Oh, and, yeah, I've seen the videos. Whew. Yeah, man, I uh, that actually helps me, especially during COVID, because I was actually just talking to Fane a while ago about how uh, we were. Uh, how I used to get almost, I guess, depressed from being in the house for so long. Yeah. Um, and so it feels good. I've been going to this gym since May. It's called Get Fit X. It's a little plug, but <laughs> get, fit, get Fit X. And I, no, I don't go down there. It's right off Muscle Road. And man, I've been going there for, like I said, since May. And man, it has really helped my, not only health and all that stuff, but my, um, my attitude, my, yeah. lifting my spirits. It, dude, it really, it really makes a difference in like your physical and your mental, like in your mental mindset because yeah. it's so weird to explain because like you literally push yourself to the point of exhaustion, but you yeah. feel so good afterwards. I don't, I don't know. It's euphoria. I don't know any other way to describe it. Is, it. Man. And it's so much more than just like, oh, I lost, like, um, a feeling of this accomplishment. You yeah, know? and it just it bleeds into other areas of your life too. Absolutely. Better, you know, all this, just all kinds of benefits. I'm still waiting on that part, but you know, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but like you even uh you even did a Halloween workout there like in the mask. Like what was that like? <laughs> yeah. Man, at the at there they have a dan- they have a uh, every Saturday morning they have a dance class. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a Halloween class. He said, "Dude, yuck yuck needs to make an appearance." Oh. And I said, <laughs> "Absolutely." Yeah, of course. So I got all yuck yucked up and uh, went in there and we did the dance class. Man, it was amazing. It was oh, so man. great, dude. What was that like, like having that extra, you know, like 15 pounds up top? Like just how was that for you? Like did that did that change anything for you? Or I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I think all the nights that you and I spent at the Honda house, five, six hours. Oh, boy. This one hour did not even like. Didn't even I was phase you. Fine. And they were like, aren't you hot? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is... like what experience during the season. That is amazing. So... Uh, it was cool. As we... uh, We'll save everything else for the haunt season, but, man, as we're coming up, like, getting yeah. closer to 45 minutes here, I know... uh you've got a busy schedule, so I don't want to keep you too long, but is there anything else that you want to plug anything of Fane's coming up that we can tease, you know, like that's not going to be a spoiler alert that she doesn't want getting out yet. Well, I will just say this, her name, I'll just give her name, Fane spray music. Mm -hmm. She's on all of the socials. And we'll have links to those in the show notes so people can check it out. Yeah. She has all the Instagrams and all that kind of thing. And of course, um, I guess if uh, some of the listeners want to follow my Yuck Yuck account, it's uh, Yuck Yuck, Y-U-K, Y-U-K, Yuck Yuck the Clown. And we'll have that linked uh, as well. On all the socials and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, Fane, she's she's doing well. She has some music coming out next year. So Perfect. Yeah, we'll look out for that for sure, man. And hopefully before she gets too big and too busy, we can have her as a guest on here as well. So I'll have my people oh, yeah. talk to her people and... Dude, she Meaning. would love that. I know she would love it. Perfect. I'm going to let you be the intermediary on that one. So, like, I know got a guy, you, so <laughs> I appreciate that. I got, you. I got you. All right, dude. So now comes the fun part. Um, Man, this has kind of become a hit. So I guess people like seeing yeah. me be put in the hot seat and under a magnifying glass. So we're going to flip the switch a little bit. I'm going to hand you the reins to the show. And 
you have full <laughs> range to ask me any questions that you want. So let's get it going. Ready for this? Oh, I think so. Maybe. Here we go. We're just okay. Five questions, right? Yes, sir. Here we go. Number one: If you had a superpower, what would it be? I. I'm just gonna say I want to use the Force. I want to be like Star Wars. Dude, yes, that would be amazing, right? Yes, just give me all, give me all the powers of the Emperor. We're cool. That's it. That's good. Number two. Okay, if animals could talk. Which one would be the rudest? Probably my cats. Dude, I was thinking cat too. Yes. Because right. if you don't feed them, if they don't see, like, I actually had this happen the other day. I poured the food in the cat bowls. Like, they hear it, they come running, but because they don't, they didn't see me do it that day, they just sat there and stared at me like, are you going to pour it? I showed them the bowl. It's like, so I just, I put the, I put the big container down. I walked out of the room. I come back. They're st- like they come back in. They just sit there and look at the bowl. Like, no, it's not good enough. Do it again. So it- it's definitely cats. Definitely cats. That's it. Okay. Okay. All right. Number three. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, or nay. I have to be in the mood for it. But if I'm going, if I'm just going by, like if I'm not in the mood, I'm gonna say nay. Okay. Okay. Four. Okay. If someone says, if somebody walks up to you right now, dude. Okay. You have to get a tattoo right at this second. What are you getting? If I have to get a tattoo right at this second, I am probably going to finish the Dragon Ball tattoo on my calf and get it around the front side. Nice. Nice. That's been long overdue. So, oh, spoiler alert, too. Thanks for plugging that. Uh, my tattoo artist is going to be on here in a couple weeks. Actually, next week. So, free- who is? Uh, my tattoo artist. So she started her own oh, business. Nice. So we're gonna have her on to chat about that. Nice, dude. Yes, sir. All right, last one, and this is kind of a serious one. I guess. Okay. If someone asked to be your apprentice and learn everything that you know, what would you choose to teach them? What would you want them to know? I would teach them to value themselves and their time and learn when to set boundaries. Oh. That's a good because one, I am guilty of not setting boundaries or trying to make Ooh. something work even when it's clear that it's not going to work. Ooh, Whether it's that's huge. personal that's and huge. family relationships, jobs, whatever it may be, that, yes. yeah, not worth yeah. the headache and the hassle. Excellent, my man. Excellent. Man, I think that's probably the deepest question I've been asked so far. So, man, Kelsey, sorry, you got some, uh, you got a raise the bar next week so come prepared with some questions but no man that was a good one nobody has ever asked me one that i've actually had to be like oh shit let me oh and i didn't have time to think that just fell out of my mouth so whoo man thank you yeah man so i gotta okay i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it back one more time so let me ask you the same question. If somebody wanted to be your apprentice and you had one thing oh. to teach them, what would it be for you? Oh, man, it would be, I think it would ties back to what we were talking about earlier with mine and Fane's vows. I would probably, well, I'd want to teach them a ton of stuff, I guess, but probably one of the things I'd want to say would be to, again, I'm going to say this, I don't mean to offend anybody, that's listening, but to use your God-given talents and and passions for good, and to 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 absolutely to things that you enjoy, man, and to live life like that, you know, to enjoy it, absolutely. And to, and to, I don't know, man, and be nice to people along the way. You know? Yes, that's <laughs> that's the key right there. Be nice to people along the way, and like you said, use it for good because you never know who it's going to inspire, and like again, you never know, man. You shameless. Never know who you're inspiring. Just like love people, man. Like exactly. And again, shameless plug. That's a that's another perfect reason to go back and check out the archives because some of these guests are the same people that inspired the young, like out of shape middle school kid that you know, like retreated into anime and different things like that. And then sure. you find out they're human. They had their own problems too. Like they use their stuff to pull so many people out of these deep, dark parts of their life. You can do the same, whether it's, you know, like just giving a helping hand or whatever it may be. So, I mean, like, everybody can do that. Everybody can learn something from that. So, that's 
that's a powerful message. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Oh, man, I, man, we ended it on a deep, deep note, but I can't think of a better place to, uh, to wrap up the interview right there, man, because there's so much more that we could talk about. But yes. like I said, then we don't get the joy of having you in studio when it's finally completed and have you on Tales from the Haunt to tell more of those crazy stories that we can't get into here. So yeah, dude, I'm game. I yes, can't wait for that. there's a lot on the table, and guys, I promise, like. Keep a lookout on social media because once this bad boy is up and running, I'm going to have some pictures so you guys can see the progress as well. And it's going to be the home of Tales from the Haunt, I Know You Hear Me, and the wrestling podcast that's coming out, Wrestling with Hypotheticals. So guess what? There's going to be a lot of stuff going on here, and you guys are getting the first scoop on all of it. So spoiler alerts all around. I'm feeling generous tonight. So there's a lot of stuff coming. So that's a perfect reason to make sure that you're subscribed on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed there so you don't miss out on anything. You can get caught up in the archives. Leave us those five-star reviews because they do mean a lot. You'll get to catch this awesome interview that we just had with Jeremy here. You'll get to catch other awesome interviews with other awesome guests. Like, guys, what are you waiting for if you're not subscribed already? Don't make me make him get the clown mask and the boomstick and come chase you down to do it. Because I've seen him do it. He'll do it. But, uh, man, dude, before I go off on that tangent, seriously, thank you for being on here tonight. Like, this was a blast. I learned so much more about you and, like, how you got started as a scare actor, too. So, again, thank you for being on here. Thank you for welcoming me into that fraternity and making me feel so welcome. Like, I'm just glad we got the chance to chat here tonight. Absolutely, man. I sincerely sincerely appreciate you asking me buddy oh. and uh i'm loving what you're doing man you just keep i appreciate it dude i appreciate it and thank you for uh again dude thank you for being so vulnerable and telling your story on everything and we're gonna have links to everything that you want plugged in the show notes so we'll have yuck yucks information we'll have fane's information so our listeners can keep up with her music and everything so everything is going to be plugged we're definitely going to have you back on more than once, so we're going to have a lot of haunt tales to go through. And as Fane's music career progresses, we'll talk more about that too. We'll have her on as a guest. So there's a lot of stuff to go on with. So again, cheap plug here. Subscribe. Follow on Instagram. Follow on Twitter. Follow on Facebook. Like us there. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Share us to anybody that'll listen. Go up to a random stranger. What happens after that, I don't care. Just tell them to listen to the podcast. So... You know, just just get the word out. It costs nothing, and you may help somebody in the process. That's the main thing right there. But, guys, I have enjoyed this conversation here tonight. Like I said, next week we're going to have my tattoo artist Kelsey on the show. She's going to be talking about how she branched out and started her own tattoo shop. We're going to talk about a lot of things with her. So make sure you're tuned in next week for another awesome interview there. And, guys, for myself... For Jeremy, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Jeremy, thank you again for your time. Absolutely, buddy. Dude, I appreciate it. Guys, I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. Go out and do some good in the world. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time with your friends. Make those memories and just be good to each other. And I know you hear me. <laughs>